found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here it is, a Tuesday edition of Tidbits, the 13th day of June. Good morning, Matthew. Why, good morning, Dale. Good to see you. It's good to see you, buddy. A little rain. A little rain. We haven't picked up a whole lot, but no. uh, we've picked up some. Still a chance throughout the day and other chances as we head through the weekend to the weekend. So mm-hmm. we'll see if we can get caught up a bit. Grass really got yellow. Yeah. It's yeah, it did. Pretty dormant. So we could certainly use some more. Yep. I found this amusing. The average American drinks 60% more hard liquor now than in the mid-90s. Americans are drinking more wine as well. Says overall, the average American consumed just over two and a half gallons of ethanol. That's the alcohol in wine, beer, and spirits. Compared to 2.15 gallons in 95, beer consumption is actually down 15% since the mid-90s. Says the average person drank two and a half gallons of alcohol in 1860. You know, you're there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what else are you going to do? What else do you got going on? You know, that at the brink of the Civil War. Yes. They drank a gallon in 1934 at the repeal of Prohibition. You know, they were drinking all that, uh, you know, what they call bathtub gin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And who knows what was in that stuff. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> 2.3 gallons. In 1945, you're celebrating the end of the war. Mm-hmm. And then 2.8 gallons in 1980, when modern-day drinking reached a historic peak. Because things were so bad. The economy. Right. You know, gas was... There were disco... Gas was a dollar two. Disco bars all over the place. It was terrible. <laughs> in historical terms, we drank as much liquor now as in the Civil War days. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Won't you have a little shot, Lester? <laughs> Got a behalf named Lester. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think about this? Parents and mental health experts argue that kids should not be allowed to have social media until they're at least 16. Right now it's 13. What do you think? I think 13's too young, personally. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. But some 13-year-olds... The problem, though, is that you you we we give these kids phones, yeah, and you know we we did the same, like it's sixth grade. Okay, sixth grade, you're right. about twelve. Yeah, and so this how they communicate with each other is through social media. Right, they communicate through Instagram, they communicate through Snapchat. You know, they just do. Yeah, it's just it's not like the old days where you use the payphone at the school to get a ride. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Now, I understand that social media has a whole different, you know, bag of issues that comes with it. Yeah. You know, but I don't know, man. I mean. Used to be, ring the phone two times, hang up, and I know you're ready. <laughs> okay? It was, it, yes. It was so simple. Yeah. Such a simple day. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I mean, is there mu- that much difference, really? Between 13 and 16. I mean, 
Yeah, you're old enough to drive at 16. Right. But many choose not to in today's world. Yeah. I I, I just, 13 just seems young to me. But, yeah. you know, some are more mature than others. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I mean, it just depends on the kid, you know. And I think parents need to take that into consideration. Right. It says one parent wrote, the same science that tells us kids under 16 shouldn't operate motor vehicles also suggests they should probably stay off TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scientific research that shows the brain's prefrontal cortex doesn't fully develop until about 25. So do we keep them off everything until they're 25? You know, as a parent, though, can't you block those sources? I mean, you can. I mean, you know, I mean. You can. Now but the I kid's going to figure it out. But you know what the reality is? You're just going to make it worse for your kid. And they're going to find ways around it, you know? Yeah. They say by 16, a Massachusetts general hospital psychiatrist said the prefrontal cortex begins to catch up. However, just being 16 shouldn't mean complete freedom Mm. from parental guidance when using social media either. After all, we don't put them on the road without driver's ed and licenses. I, I, now we 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 had the agreement with both of our kids. Okay. You know, you you understand that we're going to give you this phone, but we can take it at any second, any and any given moment. Any given moment, yeah. we can we can take it. Back in our day, and me prior to you, mm-hmm. that was the worst threat on earth: losing your drivers. Per, you know. Oh privileges. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're crippled, especially yes, a rural are. kid. Mm. You know, it. You lose that uh, that vehicle. And, uh, you know, that's the worst. That's the worst. You're not going anywhere. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> thing to hear. This is a 17-year-old rural kid. And then, you know, even prior to that, because I was from the era of the hippie, long hair, you know, long Yeah, hair. yeah. You're going to get your hair cut. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't make me look nerdish in front of my long-haired hippie friends. Yep. <laughs> I was not allowed. I was not even allowed to think about having long hair. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if it got to your ear back in my day, you were a hippie. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at the Beatles early on. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that was long hair. That was long hair. Mop tops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this expert suggested that parents have ongoing conversations with their children. And see, that that's the key right there is that you, you have to communicate to your kids, you know, what's good what's not what to look out for how to conduct yourself on social media all that stuff i mean but you guys are like you know and and that not every parent does it i mean let's face it they just don't and uh you know i mean there's just that gap of communication i think in Mm -hmm. a lot of families that right they don't think about it or they never get around to it it's like the birds and the bees you know i I had no clue. Nobody talked to me about that. <laughs> they didn't, you know. They, oh, I know. You know it's I know. We, we never had that you conversation know, it, in my it's house. It's just, you know. Yeah. And then you're uncomfortable in school watching film, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. And the girls, they got, uh, yeah, I don't remember, it was fifth grade, I think. You know, they got all the girls, and I only had like 22 in the class. The girls got taken to another room. They oh, watched yeah. a movie. Yeah. I got my education from National Geographic. Hey. (laughs) 
If you saw, <laughs> I have I have the I have the funniest story about those. I can't it's I cannot put it on the air okay. in any way, shape, or form. But um, yeah, I have but, the funniest story. But in school, if that was passed around, you were to look at whatever, and that happened on occasion with me. Yeah, in the fourth, fifth grade time frame, yeah. roughly. Yeah, you see something. You know, paper clipped. You know, right? You, yeah, it's oh, it's you know you're not supposed to be there, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. things are so different. Yeah, they are. Now you go online, bam, anything, anything you want. <laughs> you know, basically. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just you know they always talked about that the birds and the bees. You know. <laughs> My parents had to be terribly uncomfortable with that scenario. I know, you know, I know I would be. How do you talk about that? You're just honest. You're like, listen, <laughs> you know, this is this is what you just learned. Here's the reality of things. Okay. You know, here's what, you know, you're if you make bad decisions, this is what it can lead to, you know. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Don't be a moron. You laid out like that. Yeah, okay. I mean that's you you have to, you know. So and you don't want the worst thing I think a parent could probably do is make it seem so terrible if you do it. Right. You don't want to vilify <laughs> it. You know, you don't want to like give them trauma. Yeah. You want them to be smart about it. It'll fall off, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't so, want to vilify things. Okay. But I mean, you want them to, to make smart decisions. Yes, you do. You know? Yeah. It is 631. We'll take a break for a look at news and weather. And we've got more tidbits coming up. This is Tidbits. Now, I'm not, you know, I just thought of this during the Pepsi commercial. Okay. I'm not trying to browbeat root beer stands. Okay, I'm not. All right. But back in the day, okay, when you got a root beer and you belched, it hurt. It burned. Okay? It it really did. Yeah. Now it doesn't do that. Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know, man. I like I that don't potency. Know. Yeah. I don't know. You'd start to laugh. Maybe it'd come out your nose. Burn. Oh, burn. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, it was so different than it is now. I feel like if you if you do belch, it kind of burns, but Does it's it? not. Okay. Maybe we're just older. We're just is older, it? and the things that so. that let it burn are just <laughs> dead now. Is it? You know what I mean? You get old, and things deaden. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was potent. It was. I mean, it was. You know, it just had a different kick to it, and it's like maybe that was a deadly combination. I don't know. You know, maybe they had to quit it. Maybe. But it seems. And again, I'm not browbeating root beer stands. I love them, okay? But if you get like a half gallon or a gallon of root beer, mm-hmm. if you don't drink it within a day or so, it's just not going to be any good. It's just not. Sure. So, anyway, I thought of that just over a beverage, okay? <laughs> just my days of root beer stands. But, but you're right. You're absolutely right. And I feel like even when you drank, you know, a Coke or a Pepsi as a kid, it's still... It wasn't comfortable. You know what I mean? There, it kind of it kind is of burned it, back then. Is that what it is? Yeah. Was it? Is I, it I, what were they putting in it? Because Coke doesn't seem like it used to to me. Okay, that's my beverage of choice. If I had to pick, and I don't like Pepsi too. Okay, 
Either or, really. But it seemed like Coke had more bite, you know. And, uh, and if you let out a good burp, it, uh, you know, it could rattle, you know, your poor esophagus. Sure. sure. You know, you're seven years old. <laughs> you still occasionally still have that popsicle around your mouth, the remnants. <sighs> and anything chocolate. Okay. It's, so they say the okay. carbonation from beverages um, causes two sensations, making your mouth taste sour okay. and causing a tingling feeling in your nose and throat. There you go. The burning sensation that many people feel <laughs> when drinking carbonated drinks stems from nerves that respond to pain sensations <laughs> and temperature in your nose and mouth. So I bet those nerves deaden over time and they're not quite as... okay. I just, I just feel like the recipe's been changed. Maybe somebody out there is a root beer expert, okay? Maybe. And they could pipe in. Maybe they've ran a root beer stand, and they know, you know. Maybe there's different ways you mix that mixture. You know, that was always the secret through Happy Burger, okay, and their, and their cola. You know, when you got a Coca-Cola from Haps, it was different, and it was the way they yeah. mixed their, their product. Right. Okay, so I'm just throwing that out there. Case somebody wants to address it. Maybe a root beer stand owner from the 50s, 60s. You're still alive. Okay. It's maybe you're back from Florida. Maybe. Because it seemed like every root beer stand owner took a big trip when they were off. You know, they, they always thought, man, I want to run a root beer stand. Mm-hmm. Here's. So, Carb, okay. Um, okay. Hold on here. I found another. Okay. okay, enzymes in the mouth All right. convert the carbon dioxide used to make it fizzy, okay. right? All right. Into carbonic acid. Okay. The acid stimulates nerve endings, activating pain mechanisms that cause a mild irritation or bite. Okay. But you're right, though, man. Like, when you when you burped, it was oh. like, oh, it burned yeah. coming back out. <laughs> it was powerful. Yeah. And I don't know that the the root beer today really gives you the the need to burp like they used to. Okay, so I'm thinking there is a change in that formula through the years. Maybe there were lawsuits. I don't know. My son's esophagus is burnt up. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But back then, you know, you didn't you didn't have lawsuits. Same deal. Root beer burps can burn <laughs> because of the carbonic acid that's formed. <laughs> When the carbon dioxide, the soda reacts with the water in your mouth, throat and belly, the carbonic acid can be aerosolized and burped up into your nose. Because didn't it used to have a head when they... Oh, yeah. Because you got the mugs. Yeah. And people, of course, would steal them, you know. (laughs) That was the bad thing about it. How did you stay in business? You had to buy mug after mug. I've never... It's never crossed my mind to steal the mug. Is that right? Never. People steal the mugs? Oh, you know, what kind of person does that? When I was a kid, they made small ones yeah. for kids, okay? And they were mm-hmm. mugs. And uh, I mean, it's like that. Anywhere you get ashtrays, people, you know, I mean, people would just take stuff. Soap, okay, from from the bathroom. Well, that was, that's, you know, yeah. it's just, if it's there, they'll take it, okay? <laughs> and it's sitting there. You know, the girl that brought it to you is busy. Uh, She's not counting your mugs. She's not paying attention. You know. It's just uh, yeah, ashtrays. Yes, they do stealing ashtrays. They, it's true, it's, especially if you were on vacation. That's why these rooms now have these fees 
You want a towel? Okay. <laughs> you want to keep that robe? Okay. <laughs> you pay for it. Right. If it's missing, you better double check before you leave. Yeah. Because you'll get that extra charge on your credit card. Mm -hmm. If you want to take a little something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'll pay for it. <clears throat> Here's <laughs> what? How does my brain work off one Pepsi Cola commercial? I don't commercial? know, man. I here we know. are. <laughs> here we are talking and about we're people still going. stealing crap. <laughs> One commercial. Uh, I saw a thing the other day. I forgot about this, but um, remember, if you went to McDonald's, they had they had those those gold foil ashtrays. Yes, yes. That were kind of stamped. Do, and they had yes, the McDonald's do, yeah. M. Remember? Yeah, I remember those sitting around. <laughs> they were super flimsy, you know. Yeah, but you don't see any of that anymore. No, you don't. Those are long gone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I used to wait forever in a day at the, one of the last remaining institutions here in Logansport mm -hmm. restaurant that you could still, that had a smoking section. Mm -hmm. And you go in there, and there's people lined up. They're waiting to get in there to smoke, okay? <laughs> it's just, it really, it's like, what's going on? Uh, yeah. You know, now I can go, okay, <laughs> after for a meal and sure. not and not have the need to have to puff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have figured that out. Yes. But back in the day, it's you like know. no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to have my cigarette while I'm ordering, <laughs> cup of coffee and uh, yeah. conversation. That's right. And uh, <laughs> this is a sad story, and one reason you and I don't eat these. Here's a guy that died in Missouri. His death linked to eating raw oysters. Oh, really? That uh, sold from a St. Louis seafood stand. He uh, was 54 years old, became infected by the bacteria Vibrio vulnifucus, which can be uh, carried by oysters and other shellfish. Wow. The bacteria can be found in warm coastal waters, usually during the summer. He'd consumed raw oysters. And again, why people think that's great is beyond I, me. I don't understand it either. He got it from a fruit stand in seafood in Manchester, Missouri, sometime in the past week. An investigation found he was treated at an area hospital and then died Thursday. What that, the heck? Yeah, anyone who recently purchased oysters from that establishment should know uh, they should throw them away. There's no evidence that the business did anything to contaminate them. And were likely already contaminated when the establishment received them. All remaining oysters in the establishment were taken by health officials. People infected with this uh, particular thing typically begin experiencing symptoms 12 to 72 hours after consuming raw or undercooked seafood. Although it may take up to a week before those symptoms appear. Doctors advise anyone who's consumed raw oysters and experiences any symptoms to seek medical care, but it doesn't say what they are. I have them. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and can you say, am I saying it anywhere Vibrio close? Vibrio vulnificus. Okay. Here are the symptoms. Vibrio vulnificus. <laughs> uh, that infection can, can include watery diarrhea. Oh, my. <laughs> stomach cramping, oh. nausea, oh, vomiting, and fever. Okay. For bloodstream infections, it includes fever, chills, dangerously low blood pressure, and blistering skin lesions. <laughs> Sounds like goodness. a good time. My goodness. 
I have no desire to consume them. I don't either. You tried it once, didn't I did, you? yeah. I've not even tried them. I tried them just to see what the big it, it, deal it, was. There's just no. There's, my sister loves them. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, I, I don't understand that. I just, they just, I don't know the texture. Everybody says, well, it's the texture. For me, that would be it. That, you're not even really eating them. You're just you're slurping them. You're just slurping them right down. What's the point? Right. Now, supposedly, it contains an aphrodisiac. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. you get that while you're in the, involved in... <laughs> I mean, oh, what uh, what a session we just... <clears throat> Mom told me this would happen. <laughs> but that used to be, you know, you had to have that during Thanksgiving, oyster dressing. Yeah, I, I, my mom always did that. And, oh, it drove me nuts. You and Dad are the only ones. That just <laughs> let go, let go of it. We outnumber you, <laughs> right? You know. Do you know why that's a thing? Why? Why is it? Okay, it goes okay, back to. Go. It goes back. I could be wrong, okay. but I feel like I read that it went back to the Depression. Okay. Where oysters were so bountiful okay. that they were actually cheaper than beef. Really? Yeah. And so you could get a can of oysters for less than you could ground beef, and so people started using it. As a meat substitute in right. other other dishes, I I would probably believe that story. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I guess that's why the era of the oyster dressing may be decreasing because of the folks that generation. You know, you know, they're gone. You know, they're gone, going, going, gone. Okay, it's you know. I think most tables now probably go with like stovetop. Hey, it's simple. I, I we make our own. So, Do you? Yeah. So you go through the, you know, you you actually do it. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Here's a, um, this is funny, in our last story. An influencer claims she bought a Pomeranian puppy for 50 bucks. And again, at the Mexican border. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what do you, you think is going to happen when you're dealing at the Mexican border? Turns out it was a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Amanda Hamilton's a model and a content creator based out of Los Angeles. She said that she was scammed when she tried to buy a Pomeranian on the cheap. And again, you're at the Mexican border, okay? The uh, 30-second, 32-second clip began with footage of Amanda holding a black and white pup that was adorable, but clearly not a Pomeranian. It then uh, cuts to footage of her pet over the years. So she kept it with a photo of the full-size animal wearing a hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. She wrote, I can't believe they lied to me, adding that she was promised she'd get a Pomeranian. A Pomeranian looks nothing like this dog. Oh, my gosh. A so lot. I, I, wanted, I, just, I looked it up. I wanted to give her the benefit. You know, yeah. Maybe they could be mistaken. Maybe, maybe. A maybe. Pomeranian, I know. Okay. Right. They, they're pretty different. I mean, they are pretty different. Not to mention, like, the wolf as a puppy is as big as a full-size Pomeranian. You know, there's so there's that. Again, she's a model. She's not a, she's not a rocket science. Okay. Uh, wow. A lot of people couldn't believe that she fell for the scam, insisting the puppy she received looked nothing like a Pomeranian. 
The small dog costs anywhere from fifteen hundred to three grand when coming from a reputable breeder. Yeah, <laughs> fifty bucks at the border. <laughs> she's got a wolf. <laughs> at least she's got it in a shirt. Okay, she's domesticating him. Yeah. Okay, it's. Now is that wolf going to turn and hunt her down one day? I mean, I just how can you be that silly? Why are you dealing at the Mexican border? Okay, Dude, that's the last place on earth. Okay, you probably want to be making a deal. Okay, uh, yeah, beef. I'm sure it's available. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, Cigarettes, all sorts of all sorts of fun <laughs> products. So there you go. Some tidbits so on a Tuesday. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.